As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, none of them have saved anybody from an ocean rescue, but one of them jumped into a pool to save a piece of pizza. It's Aaron, Danae, and the pop culture guru on Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop with Aaron and Danae. Danae's here too. What is up, the peoples? Streaming live on Mixler every Friday at noon central or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get those perks. Yeah, they do. Every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And today's guru joining us is Josh Childs. We should mention a sick Josh Childs. What? <laughs> Up. No, I'm, fi- I'm fine, guys. I'm seriously. Um, I could talk from down here on the floor. I'm fine. <laughs> How's it going, man? It's been a while. How are things? Uh I am all right. Aside, aside from the germs that my children put into my system, uh, <laughs> I am I'm well. I've had a, a, a had a, I haven't seen you or talked to you guys since Christmas or New Year's, but it's yeah, been lovely then and busy since. So it's good. It's good, good busy. Day. I've almost said see you again, but it's but I don't see you. I see pictures of you on Twitter. How's that? You see us in your mind's eye. <laughs> well, it is good to experience you in in whatever senses that we are are able to in this moment. Right now, it just happens to be sound. I think, uh, and uh, maybe a little bit of smell. Is that you, Josh? I I can't tell. That's that coming could from be. Your... I've okay. been. <laughs> that, was, that was probably me. Oh, Sorry okay. about that. <laughs> uh, we are we are very excited to have you back. Um, always love when you're on the show. Love talking movies with you and television, other pop culture as well. So we're excited to get into some of that for the show uh today but i wanted to talk a little bit you were you didn't get to go because you were sick but you were going to do last night a live riff tracks so tell me a little bit about is these are these the guys from mystery science theater uh yeah more or less um the 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 team has evolved since the original show obviously and as we know from the even the new show it's going to evolve a little bit further um with new cast members and stuff, but the riff tracks live, they, they literally go to a theater. They stand at a podium with their microphones and scripts and they watch a movie with the audience and they just do a live commentary of it. But you know, uh, but like I said, it's on scripts. You, you don't even know that. at first. You're like, wait, reading the scripts, which uh, it's obvious that they're going to read the scripts, but you, you lose, you lose whatever absence of magic as soon as the movie starts and it's a delight i saw i saw them do uh, uh starship troopers a couple of years ago and uh, it was a it was a blast so basically you see him reading the scripts 
you see him reading scripts and there's that initial, you know, start of like, oh, yeah, that's right. They wrote it all down. Because you like to think yeah. of them as just like <laughs> riffing off the top of their heads, you know, they while they watch the movie. probably pre-watch it and then they write down their thoughts so they're a little bit prepped. Yeah. Oh, I think they're more well, than they a little did, bit well, prepped. With, the, with these movies that they do live, they've done, uh, they've, they've already done and released oh. like... Um, you probably could like you can probably go to a commentary track on their channel, so it's something that they've written. It's just one of their. It's usually they're doing one of their all star movies. That's what they try. They and they go out with it. We get here in Nashville. We get um, them quite a bit. I think part or some of their management team is based in Nashville. Oh, cool. Um, and so they have a pretty good following when when they do these. Um, they they will do them at the the Belcourt Theater, which is um, one of the the top indie theaters in the nation. I don't know if you guys knew that, but wow. it is. Um, and then what they'll do is they'll broad they'll broadcast it to some of the other uh, uh, theaters as well. Oh, like a live cast, like so, a live broadcast. So yeah, yeah. Now with the room, I think this. I'm not positive, but I actually I don't think this was 100% live. I think it was recorded live from an earlier thing at the Belcourt and then they were, you know, one night only rerunning it hmm. at a couple of the Regal cinemas. Was uh, it as town. good as when we did Lady in the Water? <laughs> That's what we'll never know now. Because I think we all have a natural proclivity to be hilarious yeah. while we watching did, movies. We didn't write anything down. Just so you know. <laughs> That's why there's five minutes of silence through that movie every once in a while. If you didn't know, uh, Josh, Aaron, and I all watched Lady in the Water at the same time and recorded our thoughts and comments as we went. Yeah, so. That's available on YouTube if you'd mm -hmm. like to. And it's intended that you start the movie as well and then watch it as well and leave comments you know, there on the YouTubes. Also, if you are a, sure. a, a, pa a patron, if you support us, you also have access to download the the file as well, the audio file, and uh, be able to sync that up. Because we so. all know that's what you want to listen to. <laughs> we we should mention asleep. that ours was ours is a little different because we were doing a straight like conversation commentary, whereas Rift Tracks, their whole point is to you know make jokes and right, right. make it funny, and, and they usually pick terrible movies. You know that are more fun to make fun right. of, right? Whereas and so, Lady in the Water is debatable how terrible it is, <laughs> and we debated it. Yes, we did. <laughs> Which is why why we watched it together. Yes. <laughs> and just to clarify, speaking of terrible movies, you're talking about The Room, not Room. Which, which is just, yes. one, right? okay. which is Oscar nominated. Although that would be an interesting one to do as well. Although they do, they'll they're not picky. They'll they'll. Uh, do a commentary track for any movie, so you can watch oh, the know. best of yeah. the best movies, and uh, you know, and, with and sync track? it with on their on their channel with the with the the riff tracks. Yeah, and, I, um, I've listened to several riff tracks, uh, even from some you know bigger movies like Indiana Jones, Star Wars, those kind of movies. And uh, I gotta say, I wasn't as impressed as when I used to watch Mystery Science Theater. Uh, for some reason, with the movies I love, like I just the the jokes didn't work as well for me. I don't know. I don't know if it was. Uh -huh. My own personal <laughs> inclinations, but but yeah, it was an uh, interesting little, experience. Little get off my lawn, <laughs> a grumpy old man. Who uh, do you think you are? That movie's my favorite. Don't you talk can't about make it. fun of Chewbacca. He's awesome. <laughs> um, can't. Well, we are glad to have you here, man. And I'm sorry you didn't get to see my that. Pleasure. Sorry you're feeling ill, uh, but we're yeah. gonna have a great time. <clears throat> we'll start off uh, with the segment. Do we care? Uh, Danae has picked three pop culture headlines or uh, four. 
or possibly four, that uh, we will say uh, we will uh, see if we care about them or not. Uh, then we'll move into our film review, which uh, this week is the finest hours. Then we'll do some uh, TV, talk a little bit about the X Files, and of course we'll finish with our buried treasure. So we got a lot to get to. So Danae, kick Ooh. us off. Let's do some. Do we care? So do we care about this? Right in the midst of this controversy of the Oscars and the whole you Oscar know, so white Oscar Oscar so white hashtag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Fiennes is announced to be Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> is that horrible timing or what? Um, I, I do care about that. I think that's an interesting thing to talk about. Um, I And it's it's specifically interesting because when you're casting, are you casting solely based on race? Are you casting based on, uh, you know, attitude and, uh, you know, uh, acting ability? Are you, are you casting on looks? Because looks and race with Michael Jackson are, Two different things, mm-hmm. or can be. You know, he didn't. Sure, sure. He, you know, he is a black man, but he didn't look like a black man at that stage of his life necessarily. It said, like describing the project as light tongue and cheek look at the three pop culture icons. He admitted that he was just as surprised as the rest of us when he was cast as Jackson. <laughs> He's quoted as saying, "I'm a white middle class guy from London, and I'm as shocked as you may be." <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's so. not as shocked as us he knew it was coming it's not like they called him and were like hey we've cast you in this I have a feeling there was a process to it I mean obviously <laughs> he, he had uh, yeah. Michael Jackson you know had a skin pigmentation and he did lose his color mm-hmm. over time so yeah. there's an understanding uh, that there would be somebody cast you know that can match his most most known pigmentation, like when he was growing <laughs> Most up. Most known pigmentation. Yeah, because he's. The, I don't. I don't really remember him when he was was darker. I don't mm-hmm. remember that. I remember him. The first time I saw him, I thought he was a woman. You know, <laughs> with with curly yeah. with curly long hair. And my mom had to correct me, and she said, "That's a that's a that's a guy." There was a stand up <clears throat> cutout poster in the uh-huh. mall, oh, like I a little see. cardboard cutout out in front of the yeah. record store. So really, yeah. I was like, to go, oh, she's pretty. <laughs> to go, you know. <laughs> You know, full on this, you would really have to cast a white woman. That's who. That's who really that's should be cast. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So well, that's one of the things. So the the timing of it seems terrible because it doesn't sound like this is probably like an Oscar Oscar contender movie. No, right. You know, right. It, it wouldn't be till next year anyway. It's just like the timing is. It's bad. Terrible timing. for him. Yeah. <laughs> Because in another set, like he said, light tongue and cheek. Like if it's a broad com, you know what I mean. If it's a broad comedy, so what. <laughs> yeah yeah there is a little bit of that yeah. <laughs> all right what's so next i have two i think i know the answer are going to be no we don't care well, just ask him but do we care that tyra banks is now a mother um good for oh. her i mean human life yay but no i don't I, I mean that's her her life i care a little bit because i got to uh dance with her did you once once upon a time yeah it's a when, through- I, when i had my tiny little part in the hannah montana movie she was in that scene and they filmed her dancing for the. There's an end credit sequence where everybody dances in that mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, and um, so when she's doing the dance, they're all doing the what is it the hoedown the the, the hoedown down breakdown <laughs> yeah breakdown hoedown breakdown yeah yeah <laughs> we're oh all familiar. Um, and, and whenever we uh, she was uh, shooting it, she grabbed me and uh, I danced with her. They did not use that in the scene, but but it happened. Well, that's I, I mean, Josh yeah. is just so manly. That's actually why she's a you know that's why she's expecting just dancing From with my Josh. Dance. Just dancing <laughs> oh with my Josh. Eight years ago. Eight years ago. <laughs> well, I I feel awkward saying this, but it was through surrogacy, oh, and okay. <laughs> she's not able to have children. So great job, Josh. <laughs> um. So she is now mother. Like, the joke. baby is here. 
So like she's oh that's cool that's cool yeah so she's, she's already teaching her how to smize she's already working on it mm-hmm. I think Good. it's a little boy <laughs> so she's teaching him how to smize hey we all can smize he can smize do Anybody we care that after Oprah Winfrey uh, tweeted eat bread lose weight what hashtag come and join me Weight Watchers that their shares went up thirteen dollars and twenty nine cents a piece <sighs> making the company earn twelve million dollars wow. That. Can I tell you that my my we watched that that we saw that one of those commercials last night, and my wife was just like, "Is this a commercial for bread or Weight Watchers?" Because <laughs> she was just going on and on about bread. So I would check and see how bread shares are doing. Correction: She owns a certain number of shares. She made twelve million after that tweet. Oh wow! Oh mm. wow! So are we talking insider trading? <laughs> I mean, isn't that crazy? She tweets and then like you can like you can affect your own stock market portfolio. That's that's just interesting. If you're Oprah, if you're Oprah, crazy, right? Okay, so that happened. And then do we care? This is my final one. This is the one that I was most interested in. Just so real, just real. I have a I have a half. Do we care for you too? Okay, okay. Barbie um got a major makeover, and do we care that they have released different body types now? Uh yeah, I do care about that. I I do too. I think that's very valuable. Um I yeah it's. part of you could go, hey, it's just a toy, but, you know, when it's the only, and it's so drastically unrealistic, Mm -hmm. and emphasizes things that girls are going to be self-conscious about anyway, I think it is a very valuable thing to, you know, be more realistic. And I I, I saw a picture of the, one of the new Barbies, Mm -hmm. um, the caption was like, will you please quit talking about my body now? (laughs) <laughs> had a picture of yeah. the, the new uh, the new Barbie. And I loved it. I was yeah. like, yes, that's a real woman. You, that, you know, that looks like you a know. Woman. Al- along with that, kind of, um, I saw that Lego is re- is releasing their first uh, character in a wheelchair. Oh, it's not the exact same thing, but it's the, it's it's, but it's uh, you know another idea. example of of the toys being affected by by the times and you know reflecting you know the society as opposed to setting a you know in a wrong standard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Although Lego. You know, that's, I mean, it's a little different. Nobody looks like a real blockhead. (laughs) Right. That is true. Nobody's accusing them of, you know, setting (laughs) unrealistic body goals. But, um, well, I did have a a, a knob surgically implanted in the top of my head just so I could wear certain (laughs) hats. It just makes hats easier. I I have, well, I fell down a lot. So I had the same thing done to the bottom. (laughs) You had holes drilled into them. I'm really excited to see a company take criticism and then make changes and take <clears throat> a quote unquote risk and stop putting out the same product in order. And I think the, the realization that these uh, dolls do impact how young girls and young boys grow up thinking about their own bodies and that there's uh-huh. just enough research and enough experience at this point in time to really back that it does affect us. I'm really thankful. They changed the skin tones. They changed mm-hmm. heights. They changed body, you know, measurements. They and um, you're talking about the Time magazine. It's a wonderful silhouette of Barbie where mm-hmm. she has a stomach, she mm-hmm. has a rear end, and she has regular sized calves. Like we're all very excited. About I did that, not I think. think you were going to finish that <laughs> sentence with the word calves. I did not think that was where you were you were going with that. But you think hey. I was going to go with the bust? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know <laughs> those two, right? Yeah, they, they're like normal. She looks like a normal woman now. Well, and here's the thing. There is no normal woman. That's the point, right? The, the point is that everybody looks different. Everybody is, you know, is unique and has their own shapes and has their own, you know. Um, yeah, but this is more realistic. Type. Right. This Yes. 
This is the a point more is, realistic. The point is, everyone has a certain type except the type that Barbie was. <laughs> right. That one didn't exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that one was not real. So that's the end of Do We Care? Very nice. All right, let's talk about the finest hours. You know, they're saying this is going to be the biggest storm oh, so at the East Coast. It's going to be hurricane strength in an hour. Compass point your home. Why'd you wait so long before you suggest to going out on a date? I just didn't know if you'd be attracted to me. You're exactly how I pictured you. Yeah? Better. <laughs> if we make it out alive from the desert. What's this on the radio? Ship breaking up. She's a T2 tanker split right in half. We got maybe two, three hours, and then we sink. Where you are. Chief, pick yourself a crew and you assist that ship. You hear? That's why I signed up. Guess now's my chance. A man in there don't know what he's doing. He's sending you out to die. In the Coast Guard, they say, you got to go out. They don't say you got to come back in. They say you got to go out, but they don't say you got to come back in. Here's an interesting thing. We normally you know, review a, a movie for you guys every week. Yeah. This week, Aaron is the only one of the three of us who has actually seen this movie. <laughs> Slackers. So I'm curious how, how this is going to go. Because I know it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. And it is based on the true story of what is considered the greatest uh, small rescue, boat rescue right? of all time. And uh, it happened on the East Coast during a big you know, storm in the Atlantic. And, uh, and what happened when they went out to save a tanker that you know, had... Two tankers. Uh, no. Well, there were there were in two that story, happened. Right. Well, there are two. <clears throat> there are two that happened that night. This movie doesn't deal with one of them at all, other oh, okay. than mentioning that it happened. Oh, okay. It's okay. All oh, about no. the one tanker. Okay. Uh, that, as mentioned in the, in the clip we just played, split in half. Which, by the way, I'll just start there. I really wish they had kept that to themselves. I really wish that because there is a reveal in this movie that the the boat has split in half mm-hmm. that would have been really really powerful if that hadn't been in all the promotional material. That's me on my you know no spoiler kick thing that I like to do. But I just I when I saw that scene I was like wow that's powerful. But man imagine if I had no clue you know that that the boat hadn't split in two you know. So uh, I yeah. that that kind of bummed me out a little bit. But yes, yeah, so it's based on a true story done by Disney. I should say it's a Disney movie and. Um, and as such, kind of has that classic uh, rescue movie kind of feel. Uh, very family friendly for a PG thirteen. Just a few minor swear words in it. That's and nice. The violence is real and intense, but not graphic at all. Um, and it's dealt with, you know, in a, a subtle, more family friendly way. I guess I would say to overuse. I know that phrase. The, uh, the violence always feels. Um, stronger or heavier when you know that it's based on a real story. When you know that that mm-hmm. that really happened. Yes. That is true. There's an intensity to it. You know, there's an intensity to the themes and, and what happens in it. So, so yeah, I guess how we could proceed is I could tell you a little bit about how I felt. Uh, also, whenever a question pops into your mind or something you want to talk about, about, uh, you, you know, your thoughts on this movie, um, we will go there and just kind of do it that way. I think that's as good as a way as any. Um, overall, I thought this movie was pretty good. Uh, it's the only thing it suffers from for me. Uh, overall, I'd say I liked it, and the only thing it really suffers for me is that it is very paint by numbers. It is very; mm-hmm. it can feel very cheesy, especially the end. I felt like did a few things um, that that felt forced to me. I would have much rather they been a little more subtle, and uh, and I I know maybe my eye is a little more particular for those kind of things, but I think for most people, it just feel like a really heartwarming amazing story and portrayed really well 
I, I, I always have a question about, and you can hear it really strong in the trailer too, uh, about the accents that the actors are doing and working on. Oh, especially in Boston area. You oh know. no! Yeah, it's because it's always it always feels a little over the top anyway because they just have such an out there accent. Um, so I guess that was I, I, that was one of my my. It's not really about the movie so much, but I I, I am curious as to how authentic or realistic it, they sounded. Uh, I it didn't it didn't distract me. That's nice. You know, yeah. so, sometimes I didn't think they were, you know, like I was like, oh wow, sound like they're just like Chris Pine doesn't really sound like he's uh-huh. from that area. But you can tell he's he's doing something. But it wasn't it wasn't so bad that that I was distracted by it. I think it's more if you if you're from that area, I bet it's more distracting. Like if you if yeah. you live in an area uh, on you know kind of that New England Harbor area where people talk like that, and they're not getting it right, I bet that really annoys you. But I don't even know that accent all that well, so it didn't it didn't distract me. I'm having flashbacks to the whaling movie that we watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had that Bostonian accent, yes. and by they had it, I mean like major struggles. Oh, in a yeah. horrible, horrible. Thor does Thor does not do accents well. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you got talking about um, what was that in the called? heart of the sea? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that was distracting. Uh, right. See, that's the difference. He was so bad that, that it was, it was di- that distracting. was distracting. In this case, they weren't that bad that it was that's distracting good. to me. Um, and I should mention, since we're talking about Chris Pine, yeah, I was, I was curious how he did. Uh, I thought he was great. He was Good. different than I've ever seen him in anything. Uh, he is usually, I guess, I kind of put him in that Captain Kirk role, like that <laughs> he's played in kind of that very confident machismo, got it together. Uh-huh. And he's the opposite of that in this. He's this like by the book, kind of meek and mild uh, person, and it works. I think he manages to yeah. make it work. And uh, but 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 best performance in the movie and quickly becoming one of my favorite actors casey affleck <gasps> ben's oh, brother yeah. oh, i love that kid he was so I kid, good he's probably our age yeah he is he <laughs> is well and he's, he's but 40. he does he does remind you i mean he has a youth to him but in this movie he is playing you know a leader of men you know on this boat uh-huh. and uh and you buy it i just think he's really uh, he's just so good in, he's in, definitely won me over, over, over. Even his choices, like he makes really sharp, smart choices with what he does as well. You mean like the movies that he chooses to be in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a he gone really baby interesting. Gone? Yeah, Gone Baby yeah. Gone was where I woke up to Casey Affleck. He was incredible in yeah. that, and that movie's amazing. Who was he in Interstellar? <clears throat> I don't remember. I'm just seeing that maybe he was part of the production. I have no idea. Yeah, I like that. Oh, his... he played the. He played the. The the brother, right? The or the brother in law. All I remember about <laughs> I, I had to use so much of my brain space on metaphysical things right, in that right. movie you're, that you're I, absolutely you right. remember no one's I don't face. even remember the physical stuff. We don't stuff. even remember any of it. <laughs> I really remember like three characters, uh, that's it. That were Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure Matthew McConaughey was in that. That's about all I know. <laughs> and and it was uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, and I, I stopped am, there. I'm curious too because the trailer, which is the only thing that I've seen really mm-hmm. of this movie, you know, really centers around a love story too. How yes. how did that play out? Was it well done, or was it kind of so. just by the books, like you said? They gave it. They gave it. It is very by the books. And if you are sensitive to that type of cheese, like rolling your eyes at that type of cheese, you mm-hmm. will have those moments, I'm sure. But. They gave it enough space in the movie that it didn't feel... Um, this was another thing about In the Heart of the Sea, right? Their relationship in that movie, we didn't have enough time to care about it before we were supposed to really care about it. You know, and he's out to sea. In this, they, I felt like they felt a good balance of, oh, we care about these people, 
because we know a little bit about their relationship and they gave it the time it needed for us to care. That's good. And for it to become part of the story. Uh, it also uh-huh. relates to one of the major things I didn't like about the end. Um, so the love story does. I guess so, we should say here, we don't do spoilers for Sif Pop. Nope. Uh, we do have a spoiler special that we will do, and that will be released in the podcast feed. So if you would like to hear the details that we won't cover right now. Like why I didn't like they will movie. gouge every specific <laughs> nuance out of him. That's right. I will ask You'll find all out what questions. color pants they were wearing. That's right. <laughs> there was, speaking of clothes, I just have to say, I don't think this is not a spoiler, but the, the girl in this is wearing some sort of coat. At the beginning, he sees her and he makes this joke about her being like Smokey the Bear and kind of laughs and it's supposed to be funny. And and I just I'm like, I don't she looks like a bear in that coat. What? I don't I didn't see it. And then later, you know, just a couple scenes later, somebody else makes the same joke. And it's like, okay, if it's that obvious, why am I not finding it funny? Like, am I am I out of it or is this just not, you know, that makes me wonder (laughs) if it was part of the story, like the real story. Because there's also a book that was written about this circum- these circumstances mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I wonder if that's coming from that material. I'm sure it must be. Like it must be some kind of like I just wish like they a, had portrayed it in a way where I like got the joke Right, or like something. give her bear claws and ears. Right, that's right. Now she looks give like Give her the smoking. hat. Give Make her, her smoke. <laughs> give her the, ra- the full <laughs> ranger <something>. outfit. <laughs> uh, anyhow, yeah. Was it a furry jacket? Yes, it was just some sort of, it, but it wasn't even that furry. Like it, did, it was just a jacket. But they all said she looked like Spooky the Bear. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. I gotcha. I, don't well, I just, happening. I just looked up real quick to see if Smokey the Bear wore a specific type kind of, of jacket, jacket? Himself, but he didn't. He was always um, just shirtless. <laughs> well, that so. is shocking. <laughs> just like me, me and Smokey the Bear. So I, I have a question, uh, Aaron. Bring so I have, actually have a list. It's my uh, did you like it more or less than list? And I have Ooh. a list of movies that are in the same Ooh. vein. Maybe we should finish with and that. Maybe I should. Maybe okay. we should. Maybe we should get to that uh, at the end. Um, I w- because I did want to say a couple other things just about in kind of the review part of the movie, which is I think there is something. Tell me if you guys agree. There is something about an against all odds story that even if you do it mediocre, it's going to be amazing. Like there's just something about a true story that is against all odds. That just, I, I'm just hooked. I'm just in. Like, you know, I want to see him do it. I want to see him win, you know? Well, yeah. And you know that because it's a true story, they're not going to show it a, a major failure because then it, nobody wants to read it or see it. <laughs> so you kind of know going think, in, I, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's my problem with those movies, honestly. Um, I have, I, I always have a hard time warming up to them because I, I, I know, and you even talk, you're talking about the formula of it. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah. kind of know. I mean, the underdog story is great, but it's it's kind of a like a paint by number story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. It just gets me. There's some like I just like my heart <laughs> swells, and my heart swells as big as the waves in the Atlantic Ocean during a storm. Aww. I mean, it's just you know, I'm just there, man. I'm right there with you. I'm with you, man. Uh, and I think there is something. I guess the the way you play the unknown is when there's lots of characters. You don't know that everybody's going to live. You no. don't know, sure. you, you know, you don't right. know where the story is necessarily going and unless you've read the book or something. Sometimes like that. the based on true story or the true story ones are horribly tragic. Yeah, they're sacrifice. They're about sacrifice. Yeah. You know? So that is well, true. Well, don't get me wrong. Like some, uh, there's plenty of times that they prove me wrong. I'm just saying it's hard for me to warm up to. Like it's it's hard for me to get enthusiastic about going to see it. We had this the same talk about Everest, didn't we? 
yeah, 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 yeah. it was kind of the opposite it was like well i, I don't want to see people who are, are were real people die mm-hmm. <laughs> right and now i'm saying well i don't want to see people who i already know they're gonna win win <laughs> So I'm, maybe I'm kind of hard to please when it comes to uh, you know uh, true, st- true yeah. stories. Josh, we call that a lose lose situation. <laughs> there's there's no getting out of that. Uh, like okay, we're not making our movies for Josh anymore. Let's let's. We can't please him with our true else. stories. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Give me the list, Josh. We'll 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 get to that. Okay, so it's kind of, it's not super long, but it's uh, just give me a better than or worse than. To keep it moving. All right. Okay. T- Titanic. Worse. A night to remember. I'm I'm saying that that uh, the finest hours is worse than Titanic, right? That's that's yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, a night to remember. A night to remember. Is it ironic it's that the, I don't well, know what you're talking about? <laughs> oh, <don't>... it's the <laughs> it's the original Titanic movie story. Oh, I didn't that's see it. Right. Didn't we'll see on. it. Uh, a perfect storm. Ooh. Ooh. Very similar in my mind. Right okay. right about the same for me. All right. U571. I haven't seen it. Poseidon Adventure. The original or the remake? Yes. The adventure. The, the original. original it's it's worse than the I love the original Poseidon Adventure. Me too. It's one SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> Better. Better. Okay. Life of Pi. Worse. Uh, but I all loved, is lost. I loved Lice's pie, Life Pie. Uh, worse Lice's than, pie. Lice's <laughs> Lice pie is not Lice's a good thing. Mm. That, is, that is not a dessert you want. Uh, would you say all is lost? <laughs> all is lost. Uh, that's the one with um, uh, Robert Redford. Redford. There's like no dialogue yeah. in the entire movie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, 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 I like that movie, so I'd say it's worse than that. Master and Commander, Far Side of the World. Love Master and Commander, so worse. In the heart of the sea, better. What you guys are just talking about? Yeah. White squall, better. I like Speed how at the two, beginning cruise of this. Control. <laughs> <laughs> Different universes. Uh, I would say I would say better <laughs> than Speed Two. All right, all right. Um, all right, that a uh, battleship. This is the only other one. That's a joke too. Um, yeah, better than battleship. Um, better than battleship. And and. The wackiest ship in the army, better or worse? I don't. I don't think I've seen that well, one. Okay, well, that was a major joke. All right, Little Mermaid. That's good. Well, I, when you said it was right on par with Perfect Storm, like that, I think you you summed up summed it up for me. Yeah, I think you're right. I, Perfect Storm is the same kind of movie where I think there's power in it. I think the story is incredible. Uh, it's told, you know, fairly well, um, but it is, you know, by the numbers, and you kind of. You know where it's going in some ways, and in other ways, it's not that you know where it's going. It's just that it it plays its cards in typically strong ways that I wish could have been a little more subtle. So, yeah, sure. So I think that's sure. fair. What did you say? What did you say on White Squall? You said better or worse than White Squall? I said it was better than White Squall. I didn't like okay. White Squall as much as some people uh, some people did, but I need I need All to right. revisit that. It has been a long time. I like the word Squall. Time. Squall. That's just not one people use very often. You know, squall. Uh-huh. What uh, is, is it like? That's a... what I call whenever I take a wall and I squeeze it. <laughs> right? Like we, we have to squall a sudden violent gust of wind. I was I was thinking it, it, we it was some sort of We should call that breaking wind. Like, like it... when you have like a really like bad gas or something. That's what we should do. 
Because this, right, this, so, <laughs> this is a word but that should it's make It's not a, a white squall. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hopefully it's a no-color squall. <laughs> oh, wait. No, it, get, it gets... No, that doesn't work because the definition continues on, especially when bringing rain, snow, or sleep. <laughs> no. So, <Yeah>. that, <laughs> no moisture. That, <laughs> so it's a, bra- it's a brown squall. Guys, I thought it was just yeah. gas, but it was a squall. I apologize. Oh, but it does have a secondary <laughs> there you go. one. Now you got it. Cry noisily and continuously. So maybe I should just try to figure out a way to in, you know, bring that into yeah, my... Yeah, because they talk about baby squalling. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was going to say. Squall and ball. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Squall ball. Yeah. Squalling yeah. is something squall Squalling is something you do after you've had lice pie. Then you, then you squall. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on to the next thing, uh, Danae, you want to tell us a little bit about how people can support what goes on here? Yeah. Boy, do I ever, Aaron. <laughs> Gosh, Glenn, we're so glad to have you here on the show today. Sift Pop, our pop culture podcast. Yes, we are. <laughs> we love that you Me come too. visit us on Fridays. You can listen live to us or listen later in the podcast feed. It's free to download, but our fans support the making of this podcast. If you'd like to support Ziff Pop, you just need to go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Aaron and Danae. That's A-A-R-O-N-A-N-D-D-E-N-E-E. Support starts at just a dollar a month and can go up as high as you'd like we would love for millions of dollars every month to come in to support this podcast we don't know anyone that rich but maybe that's you if that's you today why don't you go ahead and go to our website aaronanddenae.com and click on patreon and give today that's a-a-r-o-n-a-n-d-d-e-n-e-e dot c-o-m slash we don't have a slash. No, there is no slash. There's no slash. No, I just I totally, totally messed that up. That's okay. We went on a pretty long roll there. Take two. Take two. <laughs> when you do it again. Okay, so I am forbidding you to ever use that bed again. That bed's amazing. That bed, that is, bed is great. The reason that that whole thing happened. That what's that's what makes it amazing. <laughs> Why would that not be amazing? Uh, for real though, if you're one of our Patreon supporters, thank you so much for giving to make this show possible. Uh, Sif Pop is live on Fridays, and we'd love for you to join us in the chat if you can, um, or you can listen later in your podcast feed. All right, on to the next topic on today's Sif Pop. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, this theme so good. <laughs> love it so much. I love how we're just giving it room to breathe. It needs like it. we're like respecting <laughs> it. it. Respect. Well, I was just thinking, you know, in the Muppets, well, the Muppet that uh, did all the whistling. Um, what if somebody was really good at whistling and they competed and they would they would have to use this song? That's a good one. If it's they a good were one. in a whistling competition, yeah, it would be a good test. There was a Muppet that was really good at whistling. Yes, in um, the Muppets. In the Muppets movie, it was his oh, special yeah, ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Was it? Was it uh, Skeeter? No. 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 What was the kid's it was name? The new Muppet. Oh, that's the new guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like trying. That was the whole plot of the movie. Like he was trying to figure out if he, you know, his what his special thing, thing yeah. was, and yeah. And then he got help. But if that was a real life guy, is it Caruso? He should do, he should do the X Files. That's right. Uh, yeah. Certainly, and like one of the most iconic television theme songs of all time, right? Like, I mean, you Alter? you hear it in. <laughs> 
Danae's lost. I'm sorry. Danae's on her own X Files journey. I'm going on a I'm going on a hunt here. You want us to wait for you? No, so no. You find carry out? on. Walter sounds right. We can we Walter can provide a little music right. for you. Oh, we yeah. Well, no, we no. We don't even need to do. No, here, it's okay. We'll just go ahead. Oh you just goodness. Take your time. We'll uh we'll listen to the theme again. <laughs> Wow. Now the there's, pressure is on. There's Walter. You've got to the end of the theme. Well, this is a long theme. There's there's Walter. It's got to be Walter, right? <laughs> yes, Walter, yes. Uh, that was from my memory, guys. Was it? I didn't even have to use the Googles to get nice. there. Now you can kill that music. All right, we'll kill the music. Uh, so the or ex- was it Gary? <laughs> no, I don't think it was Gary. Gary was Gary the older was, brother. Yeah. Okay, we're on. Yeah. We're, we're good now. Um, Am I a Muppet or am I a man? Uh, so... Mm. So great. You're asking the wrong people. (laughs) I'm a Muppet of a man. X-Files is back uh, with a brand new uh, season. They're not even calling it like a a new show. It is the X-Files. It's season 10. Uh, I think they're doing a handful of uh, episodes, six, I believe. Uh, They've done two already, and and they're going to air on Monday nights here for the next few weeks. Everybody's back. Chris Carter, the original creator. Uh, David Duchovny is Fox Mulder and... Jillian Anderson is Dana Scully, and Mitch Pileggi is Skinner, and Cigarette Smoking Man. Like, everybody's back, so fans of the original will be pleased to see that. But here's the question. Is it still relevant today? Is it still good? Does it change the way you remember the old ones? All that kind of fun stuff. Or did you even watch the old ones? And uh, I am really excited to talk about this because I am, uh, I'll play the role today of the Uber fan. I was the X-Files Uber fan. My wife uh-huh. made me an X-Files comforter for our bed. She sewed the big X, like right on. I'm not even joking. I don't I don't think we should say that you're playing the role. <laughs> I think we should just go ahead and understand that you are that I fan. I am. The entire room, our entire guest room, when we used that you know, X-Files comforter on the bed, was all X-Files memorabilia. I played the X-Files uh, collectible card game. Uh, I had every card in the deck, and I knew how to set my deck so that I could win that game. Uh, I had every single episode of the original X-Files saved and cataloged on VHS cassettes. I have a box. So you didn't buy it. You did it yourself. I did it myself, edited out all the commercials on VHS. That's not easy, guys. Every single episode. My goodness. So here's the question. You know you could buy them, right? (laughs) Not then you couldn't. What did you like so much about it then? All right, so because yeah, let's start. That's that's, a, that's like a comparison that I don't have because I never watched the originals, right? At all, I've never seen any of the X Files episodes. Period. Yeah. So what? This is made perfect because you... I've seen bit of them. Uh huh. So you're like so the we kind of we kind of run the spectrum between the three of us. That's good. That's really good. Um, here, what I loved about it, there are many things I loved about it. I'll start with it was unlike anything that had ever been on television before cinematically. Uh, Many people forget that TV shows had a totally different feel, even for dramas, than movies, uh, especially back during that time when the X-Files launched in the early 90s. And the X-Files went completely cinematic. Like, it felt like a movie. The way it was shot was like a movie. Uh. Uh, And so it it felt like every week you were getting a little hour-long movie, an hour-long Let's compare that right now to the new release. Does this new season feel like that to you well it does but it doesn't because everything feels like that now so it doesn't oh. feel special in the same way because it's already being done because it's being because everybody does or that copied now. depending and and a lot of people do it better now too you know there's a lot of even more cinematic things on tv things you could have never imagined 
would have been on the small screen many years ago are you know now weak. I mean, you think of something like Game of Thrones and the production value of a show like that. I mean, it's you know it's mind blowing what is television right. these days. Um, yeah. The other thing I liked about it was very quirky, really quirky sense of humor. Uh, Fox Mulder was so great because he always had a wisecrack, he always had a joke. But he really cared about what he was looking for. And he played the role of the believer, like believing in all these, you know, phenomena. Wanting to believe. Want, yeah, want, exactly. He wants to believe because the truth is out there. Uh, he wants to believe these things. And yet, at the same time, you never felt like um, it was insincere anyway. You know, it felt very real. And I loved that. Gillian uh, Anderson, so gorgeous. Such a great actress. So wonderful in those original episodes. Really in- enjoyed that as well. So... Just kind of all those factors coming together. Plus, the one-off episodes were always my favorite. Like where it wasn't about the the overarching themes, they had some of the the most intelligent and um, meta kind of episodes before that. Again, before that was popular, where sure. you know there were episodes about a TV show like The X Files or something like that. Where so it was just it was it was really clever, really interesting. Um, there was a couple I remember that stuck out. I, as far as the 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 mythology of the you know the, the looking for aliens theme, like I don't remember those as much as these one-offs that you're talking about. But they would nod at like the genre as right. well. So like I remember that there was a thing episode where they were trapped and it was icy outside and they were all trapped and there was a a, a virus that was transforming. Them and they didn't know who to trust. You know, it was just it was totally John Carp. Well, the the thing from outer space actually, but and then there, like you're talking about, there was there was a cops episode. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. they were like on cops. Yep. Or something. Yep. Like I, those are the ones that stuck out to me too, more than the actual like mythology episodes. It was the first TV show I ever saw uh, shoot in widescreen. They shot uh, an episode called Triangle. I think it was around the fourth season. And it was one of the first episodes ever on television to shoot in widescreen. So there were bars at the top and the in the bottom of a you know a regular TV screen. Uh, now every show is widescreen. Um, yeah. So and and it's responsible for Vince Gilligan. That's where he got his start. Was on the X Files. Some of my sure. favorite episodes were sure. Vince Gilligan episodes. In fact, he met Brian Cranston in an X Files episode that he directed. And years later, would remember him from X Files as somebody he wanted to cast on Breaking Bad. So. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah. So, anyways, there's just there's just a lot about the show that that I really love. Plus, it was creepy. And it was fun. It was fun to like have friends come over. It was one of those shows that it was great to watch with a bunch of people. You know, have a bunch of friends over on a Friday night when it was on and and watch X Files. So, yeah, it was great. What is X Files even about, man? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's here's what. It- that question came up in chat. I uh-huh. have no idea either. Sure. But I wrote down, this is just what I know from pop culture. Okay. Alien stuff. Right. Conspiracy theories. Yep. And government secrets. Yep. You got it. Okay. So, and it's basically the X-Files are these group uh, of FBI files that have been filed away because they have unexplained phenomenon in them. And so Mulder and Scully, Scully were put over this FBI section 
uh, of the X-Files, the files that they couldn't solve because they were unexplained. So he was the one who would believe things. She was the one who was the scientist and be like, you know, it's just there's science here. It's not, you know. So what then is season 10 trying to do? Just continue with that theme? Because I have no idea where it even ended up or why, you know, is, is there, right. was there were there mysteries that were unsolved and so they're bringing it back? Or is it that there's such a fan base that yes. they just wanted to go ahead and do another season. I think it's the fan base. It's certainly marketing. There's certainly money to be made from a, you know a rabid fan base like myself. Uh, I think they also never officially solved it, like proved. Well, they like, kind of ultimately did. did they? Yeah, they it was in the movies, did. or that yeah, was the movies. It was in or... the movie. Gotcha. A lot of that stuff kind of came to mostly came to fruition about it was about Mulder's sister. Mulder's sister was abducted. That's why he was so oh, passionate about a lot of okay. this stuff. Uh, and so a lot of those questions were answered in the X-Files movie. All I know is there's a smoking man or something. Yeah, he's he's the shadowy figure behind it all that, you know, is running the, you know, keeping things hidden and, and those kind of things. So it seems like it's one of those just like different kind of mystery for the time but you're right there's been a lot of other types of shows like that like for example uh fringe when fringe came out yeah. i heard everyone talking about how much they loved it because it was a lot like yes you know X-Files, it was a new version of the x-files yeah, yeah, right yeah. where it's dealing with like alien and just confusing things that don't make any sense and you know multi-dimensions and mad scientists and government mm-hmm. you know things and I got into Fringe for a little while there. I ne- never finished up, you know, watching it and didn't carry it through to the end because that's just my way <laughs> of doing things. But I did see a little bit of the second episode because you, Aaron, were watching it today. So I was kind of peeking at it to see, you know, what I thought. So mm-hmm. I have like such a tiny glimpse mm-hmm. into this world. And then it's just like a weird glimpse too, because I have no point of reference. Yeah. But I am curious, like if you liked this new season, I'm really curious what you think. I'm still undecided. I, I have to be honest. And Josh, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts as well. Cause you've seen the first two episodes too. The first uh-huh. episode I had this crazy mix of, Oh my goodness, they're back. And I'm not sure I'm having fun. <laughs> like, you know, it was kind of this, <laughs> it was like this crazy. We call that the star Wars episode one syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Or like when you go to Disney as an adult. I hope it's not that bad. Like I hope no, once it's I, not. I hope I once I have my like my clear eyes on for it because when you're a fan of something, it's really hard to at least initially put on clear eyes and watch something. Mm-hmm. And I know that was the case with the uh, the Phantom Menace as well. You mentioned Star Wars. I, I wasn't sure what to think about that the first time I saw it too. I kind of thought I loved it, and then I was kind of yeah. like, but there's faults in it. And then I eventually came to realize, no, it's just a really poorly made story and a really poorly made film. Yeah. Um, I hope that's not the, the case love here. goggles. Yeah, 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 exactly. I hope once I take my love goggles off that the, <laughs> that the X file that this holds up a little bit. Um, I will say they lost a lot by dragging that show out nine seasons. By the time they got to season nine, neither David or Jillian were there. They had, they had both wanted to move on for a while. They had been pushing. A lot of the reason Lost was able to negotiate an end date was because of the X files. Because if the X-Files had oh. been able to have an end date, like around f- season five or season six, that's what Chris Carter wanted. He wanted to finish at five or six and tell the story. But because they yeah. were making so much money from it, and they don't technically own the show, the network technically yeah. owns the show, they said, you can leave if you want. We'll keep making them with someone else. You know, And it's just like, so you know, they made them for nine seasons and kind of dragged a lot of that goodwill through the mud um, because it just it didn't be, you know, it the quality went down so much. So to see it come True. back, it's hard to pick up from there, right? Like it's hard to to see that come back. And I don't know that the quality is 
is there. But again, it may just be a show that's past its time a little bit. Josh, I'm curious to hear from you. Tell me a little bit about what you thought. Um, <clears throat> well, I, 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 I think I definitely enjoyed the second episode better or, or more. The, fir- the first episode, it, it was weird because I couldn't tell. It didn't feel epic, and I don't know that it needed to, but it, it, it felt like the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, only you know it had a lot of downtime in between the last season. Uh, the thing that that got me, oh, I can't, we can't really do spoilers, can we? Not yet. Um, yeah, there, 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 there's something. Well, yeah, there. Um, <laughs> so, so let me take a step back. Then, having watched you know some of it early on, um, and then and then coming back to this now, and I tried to go back and watch all of the episodes you know, going into it. Cause I, I, oh, really? I, I just, I was never, I tried to, and I got, you know, through season one, you know, and ran out of time oh, you and I was it. enjoying, I just, I just ran out of time. And you... I had seen, I've seen a lot of the, the rest of the series, but I never watched it religiously. I know? tell people you just, if nothing else, watch season three. It's just, there's so many great episodes in that season, but yeah. Um, so, so coming back to it, I, the first episode, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it, but it felt, it was weird. It felt like a pilot that I always have a bad attitude towards mixed with a show that's coming back. It's like a pilot that, uh, that is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it. Like it had the, the stuff I don't like about pilots where it's like, it's all the exposition and it's right, all the, right, right. the build up and the catching everybody up to speed. The, the, the first episodes are all exposition. So it had that as a pilot, but then also like the, the mundane element of a series that's been around already. Yeah. Having said that, I didn't hate it. Like I still, like I was in it and, and following along, but it just seemed really anticlimactic. The end of the story was just like, okay, we got that story out of the way. Now let's <laughs> tell the story, you know? Yeah. Um, and the second, the second episode jumping into it was, um, it was a, it was the start of an interesting story, but but still it was like there they don't there's no there's no meat in there there's no extra like between one and two where the X Files have been reinstated I guess that's not really a, a spoiler right because of the, when they know the show's back but like it's not there's no drama about them moving in or we're back or whatever it's just like and now we're doing it again <laughs> you know there's no there's no fat in between. Right, one and two, like they're just onto the story, um, which, which I, I th- it feels like the first one, like you talked about, is all you know, uh, very sectional and compartmentalized individual movies, mm-hmm. like you said, um, and there's a good aspect to that, but there is there is a little bit of that part of me that that wants to see more of the soap opera, sure, you know, and it's there a little bit, but in two episodes, it's hard to tell, and there wasn't a ton. You know, I think uh, I think even the second episode, I still felt like it's just not the same. Like there's just that was the nagging thought in my brain was it's just not the same. And that's okay. And part of that is you build something up so high, you know, in your mind. And it it was such a long time ago uh, that I don't don't know how it it would have lived up to that. I have heard through uh, through various outlets that episode three is the best uh, episode of the first three and that it's really powerful and really emotional. Um, and that is something I've missed in these first two episodes that I loved in the original episodes, uh, X files was the emotion really worked, uh, sure. and the, the depth of the stories really worked. And so I've yet to see they, that are, here. 
Are they building this? They're building this to a, another feature, correct? Uh, they haven't said for sure, but okay. Th- but I think they are thinking more movies. Uh, but if I mean, I'm sure if they get you know decent ratings, they'll do more seasons. You know, it's a it's a weird TV landscape right now where you can pretty much it's wild west. You can pretty much do whatever you want. You know, make short yeah. series or you can be Sherlock and make you know three hour and a half episodes and call that a season or you know what I mean it's just yeah you, yeah you can almost do anything so I feel like that now again I saw such a little of the second yeah what are your thoughts of seeing just that little bit I think they're missing a third person I think they need to have some kind of a character that has some life because mm-hmm. to me Mulder and Scully look tired and like they've seen it all and mm-hmm. so nothing phases them anymore and that's, Ooh, that's boring to watch like it was really boring because to me it's like they've obviously based on the knowledge nine mm-hmm. seasons of them seeing all kinds of crazy stuff yeah now here they are again you know and they're walking through these rooms they're just like that's their, a great their point. interaction's super like dry it it's just it's just dead they're they're kind of like dead they, they've been through too much their char- yeah their characters sure, have developed sure. so much that they kind of are like there's nothing new it's like watching right and i think what, what makes anything really fun is to have that character that's just like so into their world mm-hmm. that you can relate to that person i can't relate to Mulder, and i can't relate to scully as a <laughs> totally as a watcher who's never seen anything like who am i relating yeah. to as i'm watching this you know scully yeah. she's doing this like autopsy and it's just delivering autopsy notes mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah okay you just described gross stuff cool you know <laughs> but i see that on, on that Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I would say on that, I think Duchovny plays the character so so dry anyway. He's he's doing like his updated Joe Friday from mm-hmm. Dragnet or something. And he's he's so he's so borderline anyway. Like he's there's times I'm watching him like, is he just a, a monotone list of dialogue or right. is he like is he in character like what is because he's plays it on so on the line and it's i mean that's the way he always played it yeah he had a wink or whatever but every line he always did was always just like this i remember in the, the uh, mon- monotone in the you know? like in the third episode of the, the first season they're dealing with a creature that has slime he gets a little slime on his hand and one of my favorite lines of the x-files of all time he says um uh, he just looks looks at Scully and says, "What is the quickest way I can get this off of my hand without betraying my cool exterior, or something like that?" And I was just, it's <laughs> just so great because it's so perfectly what you're talking about. Just like everything is delivered, you know, in yeah. that matter of fact kind of way. So, yeah, I I think those are both very valid. Which does points. not help. What does not help at this point in time? Whatever he's that he's got that going on. Yeah, where's and the life? I think Joel McHale's character. And- Joel McHale's character was supposed to be that in the first episode. You know uh, yeah. that energized, curious new character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but you're right; they need something. They do. They need a third person. I like or that character. Uh, on paper, I really like that character. The execution, I didn't love. Yeah, but feel- like in the script, I could see why they'd be like, "Oh, what a great, I- what a great character idea." Mm-hmm. You know? Do you, was it, it is was a, it Joel good- McHale's acting? What do you think it was in the execution? I do, and I don't think he's bad. I just think his choice was. Was uh, wasn't as dynamic as it could have been. I think he played it too close to his chest. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, that's just my 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 gut, my knee jerk. But th- yeah. Uh, question in the chat: If you know absolutely nothing about the series, can you hop in on this season? That's the, where I'm at, right? The answer is yes, you can. The secondary part of that is you may be lost. 
uh, either I think there are things things you could. But see, that's not a good way to to start. No, I know, I know. And I I, I think like I just hope that they've got people you know, who are writing and who are up the chain, who realize that there's potential to bring in a brand new audience. Well, you mentioned something, uh, spoilers are harder with TV, but there's something that happens in the second episode that are, um, they are kind of dream sequences about a, uh, a past that never happened. And you were watching it. You thought they were actual flashbacks. Yeah. You thought you were watching flashbacks. For somebody that, you know, doesn't know as much about the plot, there which are, which what I what I don't like about that is that in order for me the new watcher to have understanding means there needs to be more exposition which right. I'm already tired of even though I've been watching it for <laughs> right. just like ten minutes <laughs> right because it's a or you feel like you've or you feel like you've been lied you're being lied to later you find out maybe yeah because I, I don't know what to expect from the series but right now what my what my impression of just watching a little bit of the second episode is is that it's you know solving curious mysteries that have something to do with, you know, unexplainable telekinesis and strange experiments and things like that. But again, I've seen that already. And so that's what, what they're up against is that. It, yeah. It, that, so, to, so for me, it's like they need to have people in their corner who are creating a clever way of telling a story or a clever way of using the camera or a clever way of using, you know, the music. Like I even was annoyed with the music, which kind of was just like this constant in the background i don't know if you noticed that no i but it, it was <laughs> it was part of the original series i mean it was so, that's all part of the ambiance of the x-files and you're like okay what is that doing though is it just building tension but what but then they're cutting from scene to scene to scene and tension isn't built by cutting from scene to scene it's staying inside of a scene and living in there you know so this is mm-hmm. i'm just i hope I hope that they get good feedback because I know so many people love this series. And, you know, so for as the outsider, I want it to work. Yeah. But I don't know if it will. We'll, we'll find out, I guess. I, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm firmly in we'll find out territory, you know, what it's going to be like. Well, we have left us very little time for our buried treasure uh, at the end of this episode, but we do want to get to it. Uh, what's one thing in the area of pop culture uh, that you want to bring to people that they could know about? Josh, what do you got? Um, uh, uh, a series of video essays uh, by a gentleman by the name of Tony Cho uh, called Every Frame a Painting. Ooh, I love that. Um, have you you've checked it out? Yes. Oh, it's so good. Um, this, this guy is so smart. He loves movies so much. And um, he does these, these series of video essays that I think are mainly directed at filmmakers, but I really believe anybody can enjoy this. Watch them, and then you you have a new love or new uh, delight in movies as a whole. But even like the, some of the specifics, he will pick out specific mo- directors or specific movies, and he will kind of dismantle them and show you an aspect of that movie that's so great. There's an there's one where he talks about the um, how Edgar Wright directs comedy. Um, there's another. But he's had that like was three the that, of them that are all. That was the one that introduced me. Was the Edgar Wright one. The comedy one. I Same just thought, here. I thought it was that was genius. the first one I saw. I just thought it was genius. Um, he's got a few Spielberg one-shot things where it's basically just videos of you know cuts of Spielberg's long one-shot takes that he does. Um, but he's got one a Kira, uh, Kurosawa's composing movement. How how the scenes always move in Kurosawa's movie. His last one that he just put up uh, this last week is uh, he uh, goes involved with a movie called Memories of Murder by Bong Joon-ho and he talks about the ensemble staging it's basically just how 
instead of cutting back and forth from you know actor to actor in a boring way, like how Bong Joon Ho will have all the characters in the frame at the same time, or multiple characters in a frame at one time, and and how the 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 pictures that he makes are just so beautiful. Um, and it was well, I love Bong Joon Ho anyway, but it was enough to make me go out and watch the movie again. Um, Bong Joon Ho did like with a that specific Snow, eye. Snowpiercer and the host. Is that the same guy? Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this Memories of a Murder uh, murder is based on a, a real unsolved murder case um, that happened. Um, it's a really fascinating movie, and it's on um, Amazon Prime, if you're okay. an Amazon Prime person. Cool. I do not think it's on Netflix or Hulu or anything, but I think it's Amazon. Anyway, that was my thing. I, I wanted to uh, shout out. Great. That's, to, that's awesome. I, I loved, by the way, The Host. Uh, blew me away the first time I saw it. thought it was amazing. Oh man, it reinstated my uh, faith in the cinema. <laughs> it's such a good movie. When I saw it, that Danae, what do you got? I love reviewing apps, as you know. <laughs> we should just call this app time with Danae for your buried treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I never view anything else. Well, that sometimes web comics. Today it is Music Maker Jam, which is a app that allows you to make like MIDI music on your phone, okay. and it's all kind of like preset, so you can't. As, le- as far as I can tell so far, you actually you can change it, even the notes. So you can get super specific. This is a very complex app, but it's also one that you can just like push and then you can just have it go. So here, here's, oh, here's, one, here's one that I worked on earlier. Okay. Okay, here we go. You compose this? Yeah. All right. And it's very good. Can you tell? Yeah, it's amazing. On your phone? On my phone, yeah. And <laughs> that vocal drops in there yeah uh, okay. uh. <laughs> sorry that was kind of hard to hear but um you can record them you can change the time you can switch it around you can save you know different files so it's actually pretty complex but if you just want to goof off with some music and make a little track for yourself it was totally free which was surprising um, again, it's oh, called wow. Music Maker Jam, and uh, I found that in my and I have an Android, so I don't know if they have it available on iTunes. Um, but I really had fun with it, so that's the one that I choose for today. Uh, my buried right. treasure is uh, a revisit to a show I really trashed on when it first came out because the first several episodes uh, were horrible, and I thought it was appropriate because we're talking about the X Files coming back. Uh, to mention, I did watch Heroes Reborn all the way through the first season. And it, I did too. It actually does get a little bit better towards the end. A little bit better. <laughs> what did you did you think so too? Did you think it got better as the season went on? I thought the first few episodes were um, awful, and then then I started to jive with what they were doing, telling the story. I don't know, man. and I was able to to go with it a little bit more. <laughs> I she's like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I I would say avoid it at all cost, but. Well, why'd you watch it all the way through then? Why did you go all the way through it? Because sometimes I have this thing where, you know, something terrible is happening in front of me, this train wreck. Uh Uh-huh. And you just have to finish watching the train wreck. Uh, Really? Yeah. You do? I mean, sometimes. This is one of my sometimes. Okay. I I would recommend you watch it just to say, yes, I completed the season. I thought the resolution was, was pretty smart. I really? Thought, I did. I really I like the story. Like Let's that's fight. all. There's just like a little seed of of brilliance there with like where the story went. 
With, really? Yeah, with the Master of Time and Space and... It was horrible, man. Okay, it was pretty bad. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sift Pop. <laughs> it's a part of the Shoe the Dough Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live or later shows on the network by following the feed. That's at Mixler.com slash Shoe the Dough. That's M-I-X-L-R.com slash Shoe the Dough. Find out more about Aaron and Danae at AaronandDanae.com. Huge thanks again to today's pop culture guru, Josh. <laughs> Josh, what you got going on, man? Uh, I, I, uh, am on a television show. I've got, uh, three episodes of an upcoming television show called Still the King that will be airing on CMT, uh, starting in June. Uh, I do not know when my specific episodes air. Don't blink or you will miss me in the episodes. <laughs> um, but, but I, but I pop up at least three of them. Um, uh, yeah, that's all. I mean, there's other stuff going on, but that's, that's the, that's the big one right now. So Very we're just cool, man. shooting that. Very cool. How can people follow you and find you? Uh, you can go to my Twitter. Uh, what is my Twitter, Josh? Is it is the it Nether Josh region? Child? Oh my gosh! I should. Nether region is better. Yeah. Yeah. Nether region uh, on Twitter. Um, and Josh or Josh Child on on Twitter. Um, Very cool. So yeah, check me out there. Country music television. That's my country music pal, Josh Childs. We know somebody famous. <laughs> we know someone it's famous. It's a fun. It, it looks like it's going to be a really funny show. The scripts are really great. Good. Um, good. 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 It's, it's a Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, vehicle, but all of my scenes are with uh, my buddy, who's the second lead. Uh, his name's Travis Nicholson. But uh, you guys can go check it out on on Twitter as well. Wasn't wasn't um, the movie you were in a Miley's movie? It was. What? A, it's a small. It is a small Cyrus world. <laughs> it's a small Cyrus world. So and, that, and they had nothing had to do with the other one either. Like they were two independent auditions. No. Yeah, I'm sure Billy Ray does not remember me in the least. <laughs> Well, probably from either one of the like, since <laughs> I didn't right. shoot any scenes That's with right. him in this, and you know, so. Well, it's good. It's glad to uh, <laughs> glad to hear it, and look forward to seeing it for sure. Much love and gratitude also to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the Shoe the Dough Network possible. Support does start at a buck a month and comes with some fun perks. You can find out more info at Patreon.com/slash Aaron and Danae. Also, if you know of a podcast or have a podcast idea that you'd like to see on the network, let us know. All feedback is welcome at Aaron and Danae at Gmail. Be sure to subscribe to Sift Pop because there's spoiler episodes waiting for you in your feed. We'll give it all away. Maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.